Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the JRPG Report. My name is Dalton Suter, and right off the bat, super sorry about not having an episode last week. Uh, fully planned on it, even though there was not a lot of stories. I figured I'd go ahead and put one out, and then a hurricane came. Hooray for living in Florida. So, yeah, that was fun. Lost a couple trees, but no damage to anything other than uh, my back having to <laughs> cut it all up and move it, but ah, that's all right. Nothing, nothing I'm not used to living down here. Um, so again, apologies, but, uh, still not a lot of, I mean, we got some like decent news about some great games, but not a ton, not a ton. We're going to get into it right off the bat right here with Final Fantasy 16 will be a PlayStation 5 exclusive for six months. There's a new hint that Final Fantasy 16 will only temporarily be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Thanks to a play like never before PS5 trailer. Sony's video features a clip of the game at the 15 second mark. When the footage is shown, it noted a six month exclusivity period. The video also confirmed a summer 2023 launch window. As a reminder, Final Fantasy 16 wouldn't be the only Square Enix Final Fantasy game to only be a temporary PlayStation exclusive. Final Fantasy 7 Remake was as well. Its period initially lasted a year. When it was about to launch, Square Enix noted it would be on the PS4 until April 10th, 2021. The PS5 Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated version then debuted on June 10th, 2021. It showed up on PCs shortly after on December 16th, 2021. And this comes after a number of other announcements related to the game. For example, details about the difficulty levels came up and a demo was also confirmed. Final Fantasy 16 will come to the PlayStation 5 in summer 2023, 2023 excuse me. We'll find out its release date in 2022, and there's no exact release date yet, but after it does launch, it could show up on other platforms after the six-month exclusivity period is up. And speaking of Final Fantasy, Square Enix has released a new trailer, screenshots, and general FAQ for Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. The trailer, dubbed More Than a Remaster, highlights the game's graphics overhaul, newly arranged soundtrack, and fully voiced dialogue in English and Japanese, and updated combat system. The FAQ, which was released alongside the game's resolutions and frame rate details for each platform, dives into the challenges regarding the PC port, developing a game for multiple platforms, and more. So, I'm not going to go into the resolutions and frame rates for each platform, um, but they are pretty, pretty impressive. If you would like to look these up, I did retweet this article over on the JRPG Reports Twitter, at uh, JRPG Report. So, definitely check that out if that is something that interests you. I will run through some of the uh, questions from the FAQ, though. So, first question. What are the main differences between the PC and the console versions? And the answer was, there are no differences in the actual game content between the PC and console versions. However, the PC version has additional detailed graphical settings, which allow the user to tailor the screen settings to their own PC hardware setup. In addition, it also supports keyboard and mouse controls for PC users. We have added in separate key configuration options for keyboard and mouse play on top of the controller configuration settings, allowing players to customize their preferred control method how they like. Have there been any particular challenges regarding the PC port? We used the game engine designed to support multiple platforms, so it was comparatively easy to get the game itself running. However, PC version players will be playing on numerous different hardware environments, so it was quite hard working support to support all of those. In particular, as there are many possible delay or displays, excuse me, with different screen resolutions and different types of keyboards, we needed to implement the game systems in a way that would work with all various different combinations we could env 
Envisage. In addition, the original game was developed for consumers, console platforms, and designed to be playable using a controller, so we needed to adapt it to play comfortably with keyboard and mouse controls as well. The original PSP version was running in 480 by 272 pixels. How is it possible to update the art assets so they look great on modern 4K screens? We paid special attention to adding in a volume of extra information to the graphic data to realize the fine details that could not be depicted with the PSP screen and data size. We referred to other titles in the Final Fantasy series while redesigning and updating all of the effects in the UI from scratch. The rendering flow is also completely different from how it was in the original, so alongside tuning the engine, in addition to the new lighting and post-processing effects, etc., also contributed greatly to improving the atmosphere created by the graphics. In order to make the visuals as smooth and attractive as possible, we also carried out fine-tuning on the processing burden on a scene-by-scene basis. And if you're interested in hearing more of this FAQ, or reading it, excuse me, uh, definitely go check out this article that I retweeted because there's some interesting stuff if you're interested in the behind the scenes of these games. So up next, the 1.02 patches live for Soul Hackers 2. And the update adds the extra demons and the dash function that Atlas promised. The developer said at the beginning of October 2022 that it intended to offer more quality of life additions. At, at the time... There was only a general November 2022 release window. Now that the month really kicked off, all the extra characters and the features are there. All four demons coming to Soul Hackers 2 are returning characters. Itvaris, Isis, Neko Shogun, and Pixie all appeared in multiple Shin Megami Tensei mainline games and spinoffs. However, this version of Pixie will look a little different. She's specifically referred to as the Soul Hackers version of the demon. Also, the dash function won't be the only way to speed up Soul Hackers 2 gameplay. When taking part in a fight, people can now choose Speed Up to increase the pace. Soul Hackers 2 is available for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC, and people can update to patch 1.02 immediately. Moving right along, Bandai Namco and Aquaria have announced Sword Art Online Last Recollection, set to release for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC via Steam in 2023. The Last Recollection is a new RPG set in an alternate version of the franchise's Alicization War of the Underworld arc, featuring a new original character named Dorothy. It features single-player gameplay along with cooperative online multiplayer for up to four players. The game will support Japanese audio with English, French, Italian, German, European, oh, excuse me, European Spanish. I was like, European, that's weird, but I didn't complete that yet. European Spanish, Russian, Brazilian Portuguese, Neutral Spanish, Traditional Chinese, Simplified Chinese, Korean, and Japanese subtitles. The announcement trailer description and screenshot sets can be found via Bandai Namco They're on their Twitter, and I believe like on their YouTube, and I believe this is like the official announcement for it. Leading video game publisher and developer Bandai Namco Entertainment America Inc. today announced Sword Art Online Last Recollection will be releasing on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and X, Xbox One, PC via Steam in 2023. The game is the latest installment in the Sword Art Online series and the culmination of the alternate storyline arc that first kicked off with 2013's Sword Art Online Infinity Moment. For the 10th anniversary celebration, Sword Art Online Last Recollection will feature the largest number of characters and episodes in the series. Sword Art Online The Last Recollection follows beloved series protagonist Kirito and his friends as they embark on a new adventure that's distinct from the War of the Underworld story arc from the original novel and anime series. The game features new battles with evolved high-speed combat and cooperative gameplay for up to four players. 
as the adventure begins, our hero's journey to the underworld, where rising tensions between the human realm and dark territory is brewing, threatening to plunge the world, the virtual world of humans and AIs into war. Unbeknownst to our heroes, these developments are in the final stages of the Alicization Project, a secret experiment carried out by humans in the real world to instigate war in the virtual world to force the evolution of AI through brutal warfare. We join Kirito and his allies as they fight to resist the impending tragedy of war. With the largest number of characters and episodes in the series' history, players won't want to miss the engaging action and co-op fun in Sword Art Online Last Recollection, said Savannah Ho, Associate Brand Manager, Bandai Namco Entertainment America Inc. Returning fans and new gamers alike are sure to enjoy the soul and passion of the expansive story that has drawn countless fans to the series over the last decade. So that sounds pretty cool. I like Sword Art Online. I think it's a cool show, and I own the games. I just haven't gotten to them yet. Shocker. Shocker. I know. <laughs> Anyways, Bandai Namco has released a new trailer for One Piece Odyssey, showcasing the world of Water 7. While the main setting and storyline of One Piece Odyssey takes place on the Wofford Island, separate from the canon manga slash anime story, some nostalgia will be in store for fans as the Straw Hats revisit memory versions of locations from their journey. Water 7 is the second such location revealed following the recent trailer for Alabasta. And if you would like to watch this new trailer, I did retweet this. It is the newest glimpse at One Piece Odyssey and it introduces a new story that highlights Luffy's search for Usopp and Robin. The quote, Water 7 trailer also showcases familiar locations such as the Gallery Law Company and characters including Frankie's gang and CP9 members Lushi and Kaku. The world of memories in One Piece Odyssey also brings thrilling variations to narrative arcs where players can unlock iconic powers like Zoro's Ashura Ichibujin, Ichibujin, Gosh, I'm so sorry. I probably butchered that technique. And Luffy's Gear 2 transformation to defeat powerful enemies. And One Piece Odyssey will launch on January 13th, 2023 for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, and PC via Steam. And it is currently available for pre-order. So up next, this is another quick, this is a very quick one, but I did retweet this if you're interested. Nintendo has released a new trailer for Fire Emblem Engage, showcasing the story and cinematics for the upcoming tactical RPG. The new trailer can be found via Nintendo or the JRPG Report Twitter. <laughs> Fire Emblem Engage is set to release on January 20th, 2023, the day before my birthday, for the Nintendo Switch. More details and screenshots can be found in the announcement during the September Nintendo Direct. And I am so excited, man. I was so, man, Fire Emblem Three Houses was so good. I loved that game so much. So I am like stoked for more Fire Emblem. Yes, please give it to me. I want to play some of the older games too. I'm all about that series now. So a little more uh, Square Enix news. In an interview with Sony for the PlayStation blog, Final Fantasy 16's localization director, Michael Christopher Koji Fox, shared insight about the protagonist Clive. In the interview, Fox mentioned that due to the differences between Final Fantasy six or 14 and Final Fantasy 16, Clive will be more involved in dialogue than the Warrior of Light from the MMORPG, which is natural given that Clive will serve as the protagonist to the next mainline entry in the Final Fantasy series. <laughs> Fox described the difference between writing for an MMORPG compared to a more focused experience like Final Fantasy 16. The game's nature as a standalone narrative changes things. He stated that Clive will have a more active role in conversations in comparison to Final Fantasy 14, and this is because the characters won't be talking to him as he described. 
He also noted that high-quality facial capture will also lend itself to the team being able to convey certain emotions without, use, uh, without the use of dialogue. Outside of Clive, Square Enix released information about several other characters that will appear throughout the game. The new details included a look at the other dominants of importance, such as Dion Lesage and Barnabas Thalmer. Both characters received a bit of limelight in the Ambitions trailer. That video provided a deeper look into the various factions at play in the JRPG. Final Fantasy 16 will release summer 2023. So by the time you're hearing this, it's already out. But Nintendo teased two more Pokemon Scarlet and Violet characters called Great Tusk and Iron Treads. These are two mysterious Pokemon that can be seen in Scarlet and Violet books. Each game has its own book, which features lore from an ancient expedition. Arvin, an NPC the players will meet, carries it in each entry. The official Pokemon Twitter account shared GIFs showing each of the characters. First, the Great Tusk found in Pokemon Scarlet appears to resemble a mammoth. Defi- its defining characteristics is its pair of huge tusks. <laughs> Who would have thought? However, it also features armor that looks like treads on its back. And with iron treads, the Pokemon Violet creature looks to be more robotic in nature. While it also features two, quote, horns on the sides of its body, it also seems to have a tread-like tail and curls up over its body. Nintendo also shared pictures of these two creatures from Scarlet and Violet books that hint at their background. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will come to the Nintendo Switch on November 18th, 2022. The newest trailer showed off gameplay and some starters while Ed Sheeran's song Celestial played. But as expected, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will feature a day one patch that is needed to take part in online play. Nintendo offered details about what to expect. Specifically, it warned about how much space a person could need. There has to be at least one gigabyte of free space. Once downloaded, it brings the game up to 1.01. Nintendo also offered a few a few precursor typical advisories about the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Day 1 patch. As long as you have enough free space on the system or your micro SD card, you'll be fine. However, anything involving online will require a Nintendo Switch Online subscription. So if you want to take part in competitive Pokemon Scarlet and Violet matches, engage in online play like Terror Raids or Trade, you will need at the very least the basic membership. The official announcement also noted the update is needed to get the early purchase bonus. Anyone who buys Scarlet or Violet before February 28th, 2023 can get a Pikachu. This is being distributed as a mystery gift. If you connect to the internet after patching your game, you can get a Pikachu that is a flying Terra type and arrives knowing the fly attack. That is wild. (laughs) While there will be a day one patch for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, a number of compatibility features won't be out until 2023. Pokemon Go won't connect to the new games until 2023, and people will also need to wait until 2023 to link Pokemon Home. But Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will be out if you're listening to this on Friday when it releases today, but November 18th, 2022. So this one I'm going to mention just because this is near and dear to my heart. So a new wave of Final Fantasy XI themed merchandise brings plush replicas and apparel. Notably, one item is a Final Fantasy XI Kraken Club plush replica mimicking the famed weapon. Other items in the wave include a replica crab creature, a jacket to signal your love of Vanadil, and with an Ark's Angel shirt. The items are available for pre-order on the Square Enix store. The Final Fantasy XI Kraken Club plush is a soft, stuffed copy of the level 63 weapon. The Kraken Club was once considered one of the most desirable weapons in the game, and that is even an understatement, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't play Final Fantasy XI, then you just do not understand how badly people wanted the Kraken Club. (laughs) 
It was insane. It had the innate ability to occasionally attack two to eight times, meaning that with every swing, there was a good chance for the weapon to deliver many separate attacks. The club measures 18.7 inches long and costs $69.99 USD. If the Final Fantasy XI Kraken Club plush based on an iconic high-level weapon, the Crab plush is based on a very low-level one. <laughs> one of the most commonly encountered enemies in Vanadio, the Crab was a many a budding adventurer's first target. The Crab could also be their last foe, as there are many high-level crabs in the game. The plush crab it measures about 10 inches tall and will cost $59.99 USD. The Final Fantasy XI We Are Vanadio souvenir jacket is an embroidered jacket that will feature the world map of Vanadio patterned on the back. Available in the black and white pattern, the jacket signals the location of Final Fantasy XI's nations like Sandoria, Juno, Bastok, and Windurst. An XI in Roman nu- or an 11 in Roman numerals is also stitched on the breast. It will cost $169.99. Whoo! That's a little steep. I was thinking the whole time, man, that looks really cool until I saw the price. Square Enix is also selling a t-shirt featuring the Archangels, infamous foes that the player can fight in-game. The t-shirt inspired by heavy metal band shirts, and it shows the Archangels with their respective traits rendered like autographs. The shirt will cost $39.99. Final Fantasy XI is playable on the PC with an ongoing login campaign that rewards an Ixion mount. So developer Neon Falcom is set its target for the next Ease game release date, September 30th, 2023. The info was released in the company's latest earnings report for the fiscal year 2022. The game will release on PS4, PS5, and Nintendo Switch. Though Neon Falcom revealed it as early as June 2022, it has not yet revealed the title of the new Ease game. So far, only some concept art is available. It should be noted that September 30th is the end of the company's fiscal year. With that in mind, the stated target release date for September 30th, 2023 could be more of a placeholder. The latest earnings report does does confirm that the game's target platforms, uh, which weren't specified in June, whatever its name ends up being, the next E's release will be the 10th numbered entry in the series. According to Neon Falcom president Toshihiro Kondo, the team is re-examining the gameplay and seeking to incorporate new ideas. These include elements that enable players to observe and adapt to enemy patterns in a one-on-one fashion that's reminiscent of Souls-like games. Oh, dang it. Other hints include Adol's status. He will reportedly be the same age as he was in Ease 1 and 2. The next new Ease game is currently scheduled for release by September 30th, 2023 on PS4, PS5, and Nintendo Switch in Japan. International release plans have not yet been detailed. Ease 9, Monstrum Nox, will receive a PS5 edition in spring 2023. And I got a notification today that Monstrum Nox is on sale on Steam right now. I wish I had the money for it. But if you do, go get it, check it out, let me know what you think, because I've heard good things about it so far. And finally, you know, if there's Neptunia news, I can't just skip it. Neptunia Sister vs. Sisters will launch for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC via Steam on January 24th, 2023 in North America and Europe. Publisher Idea Factory International has announced, hey, it's three days after my birthday, Pre-orders for the standard edition are available now at select retailers, and a limited edition is also available for pre-order via IFI's online store for $104.99. A digital deluxe edition will also be available, and it includes, on the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, 
a copy of the game, a swimsuit costume set exclusive to the digital deluxe edition, a digital art put book, excuse me, original soundtrack and avatars. And the PC Digital Deluxe Edition will come with a copy of the game, the swimsuit costume set, digital art book, digital soundtrack, plus soundtrack art, five PC wallpapers, 13 mobile wallpapers, and one PC theme. So here is the overview of this new Neptunia game. While the goddesses were out responding to a distress call from a faraway PC continent, Nepgear and the other candidates were sent to investigate an abandoned laboratory. But it was there that they found the Ashen Goddess, who trapped them in a deep sleep capsule. By the time they awoke, two years had already passed. The latest smartphone, the R-Phone, dominates the market. Neptune has been missing since her mission to the PC continent, and in the absence of its goddess and candidate, Planeptune was ravaged by a strange new phenomenon, the trendy outbreaks. Suddenly, finding herself robbed of home and family, Nepgear falls into a deep depression. This is a story about finding hope in the midst of despair and the rebirth of a goddess in the wake of destruction. Key features of this game will be a combo maker. As you make your way around the lands of game industry, you will encounter a multitude of enemies. It's time to fight. Employ combos and chain your attacks together in real time and take control of the battlefield in a unique tactical action battle system. Get that Planeptune look. Throughout the game, you'll discover fun accessories to deck out and customize your party members. After completing the game for the first time, you can show off your style in the new photo mode. You'll also unlock two brand new characters created by two legendary game developers. Hiragashi from Ryukishi... Uh, uh, oh, man. I messed that all up. Hiragashi from Ryukishi 7 and Shanghai Alice from Zune. And in the wake of devastation wrought by the trendy phenomenon, the vast majority of the population has turned to the R-Phone for all manner of daily life, including communication. On your journey, connect to the Chirper social network and take on a variety of side quests put out by those in need and earn special rewards. And on the battlefield, you can have three party members out at a time. Match up your team members with a partner for stat increases and elemental bonuses. The stronger the bond, the better the bonus. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to bring us to the end of this week's JRPG report. Again, sorry about not having an episode last week, but there was a hurricane and uh, yeah, had to deal with that. But we will be back with you in another episode of the JRPG report next week. But before we do that, I just want to tell you that you can find us on Facebook. Where, where did I put my thingy? There it is. You can find us at facebook.com slash the JRPG report. You can find us over on Twitter, if that's more of your thing, at JRPG Report. And if you would like to support the show, you can join the Patreon. It is patreon.com slash JRPG Report. And if you do that, you can get your name read out like some of these wonderful people right here. Kim C., Jake W., Jordan K., Kularian, and Master Loot. You guys rock. And if you would like to hear more of me, you can catch me bi-weekly on the steam machine podcast a pc gaming show where we play through our massive massive backlog and if you're looking for something to listen to while you're not at work you can listen to me and my buddy jeremy over on yab's pod yet another bs podcast but uh don't listen to that show around your kids and on that note we will be back next time with some more news but until then do me the biggest favor you could ever do for somebody Get back out there and level up.